Hello, America. This here your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. Well, I'm not going to go too long tonight. This is just uh, something I was thinking about and I wanted to share with you, America. Oftentimes, we get caught in the rat race of being with our friends, being with our family members and all. Uh, going out Friday, Saturday night, Sunday evening, even the middle of the weekday. And it's whatever you do, whatever you do, it's whatever rat race you're running on a daily basis, America. Tonight, I want to talk to you about renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. Sometime, America, you have to take a break for self. You have to take a time out for self. I used to call it spring cleaning. Do a little soul searching. Whatever you want to call it, but you have to take that break for yourself. You see, we have become a society where we're so conditioned, where we have to be around people at all times. Be around friends at all times. Be at the sports bars at all times. Be in the club all the time. Even church all the time. And while we're doing that, we're ignoring the inner man and woman. We're ignoring our inner man and woman. We're not paying attention. When the last time you sat down and just be still. The Bible said you have to be still. See, we live in a world where everything's constantly moving around us at a rapid pace. Everything is moving fast. You get up, you go to work, you're moving fast at work. Your boss wants you to do this fast, type this up fast, clean this fast, do wherever it is, counsel this many people, whatever it is. We're constantly moving like ants. But I'm telling you, the spirit and the mind needs to be still sometime we have to slow down our brain waves control our breathing you ever met someone they're constantly talking rapidly fast or when they're talking to you they're constantly moving their hands or their arm or their legs they can't stay still that's their spirit they got a spirit in there jumping all around on the inside. Just jumping all around. And sometimes that could be a bad spirit. We need to get in touch with our inner selves. Keyword, inner selves. You can't get in touch with your inner self by being out with your friends at the nightclub, the sports bars. You can't get in touch with your inner self by being high and drunk all the time. If we take the time to see what's going on in our life, you open up your eyes and you start seeing, I'm heading down the wrong path. I have, or better yet, I went down a path so far, I lost focus of who I am and who God designed me to be in this world. See, America... I myself, and just take a second for me to talk about myself. 
God put me on earth for greater things than being a Mason and being a member of a fraternity or a couple of fraternal organizations. I know grown men that's their whole life. They're still living in the past, talking about what happened in the 90s and, and stuff. It's 2019, brother. Wake up. Wake up. Huh? I know I'm destined to do great things and achieve great things. I've already done that, but I know I'm destined to do more, to make a change in society, whatever that may be. But just like myself, you too have to renew your mind, renew your spirit. That don't call for you to go to church on Sunday and run around in church like your head is cut off or rolling around on the floor speaking in tongues. No, those are sets of rituals because that's all that is doing. Your pastor telling you how to act a certain way or encouraging you to act a certain way. When was the last time you stared at yourself in the mirror and asked yourself, who am I? What am I here for? What is my purpose? Where am I heading? It's time to take a time out, America. We must master the science of detachment. Right now, we're so plugged in to everything. Facebook, Twitter, this. That, friends, family, fraternity, sorority, chasing girls you're never going to hit off. Let me look at this fat whale on her face. Whatever it is, we're constantly chasing something. We spend more time on so many other things. We don't spend time on maintaining our own mental and physical health. You say, Red Baron, what am I supposed to do? Master the art of detachment. Unplug yourself. Turn your phones off. When you come home from work and all your kids or family members, the loved ones you count for, talk to your parents. If they don't live with you, say, hey, look, all right, I'm home. My phone's going to be off for a certain amount of hours till the morning. Unplug yourself. If you're chasing somebody in a relationship that's going downhill, you need to detach yourself from that. You cannot find the inner God inside of you if you're an emotional being. You're emotionally all over the place. Your emotions just bounce around. You're there and there screaming, ah! You can never find the inner God. God is inside the stillness that's inside of us. He provides a calm nature. But when you're bouncing around all over the place, you got to be in the nightclub, music bumping, women bumping to you, you're drinking, you're smoking, you're doing all this stuff. You lose focus of who you really are. You'll find that you're starting to hang around people you shouldn't be hanging around. That their spirit is tainted. Yes, America, we all got that. Friends or family members that have tainted spirit. And that spirit demon will jump on you. And guess what? Now it attaches something you start having problems like them. I tell you females, you rolling around and you married. And five of your friends divorced, you about to be number six. Fellas. Four of your friends got baby mamas. You about to be number five. B 
Be careful of the company that you keep. Because some people will smile on your face and they're not really for you. Cut them out. Cut them out your life. You don't need them. Let me tell you something. I'm doing spring cleaning right now. I don't have that many people in my life, but the ones I have, some of them about to get cut off. I'm trying to do bigger things with myself. Not even necessarily about money because a lot of times people talk, I'm doing big things myself about money. No, let me tell you something. Be careful of chasing that money demon. Yes, money is nice to have, but but bettering yourself has nothing to do with money. Because you can have all the money in the world and have a jacked up personality and spirit. I'm talking about, you know, if you need to lose 15 pounds, you need to go to the gym. How about you start eating healthier? Make a conscious effort when you go grocery shopping not to buy pig feet, bacon, or none of that other crazy stuff or, or uh, processed foods. You say, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start meditating in the morning. Or I'm going to pray before I go to sleep. Prostrate during prayer. I love prostrating during prayer. There's something about that gland with my head on the ground humbles me and makes me get in touch with God on a deeper level. That's just my journey. That's just who I am. Prostration is good. If you're out there drinking Monday through Friday, quit drinking. I'm not telling you to stop cold turkey because that's bad sometimes. All you're going to do is relapse. But if you're drinking Monday through Friday, how about you just only drink on Thursday and Friday? And then from there, you just drink on Friday. Before you know it, you're not drinking at all. If you're smoking blunts with your homeboy and stuff, how about you stop smoking blunts? Hell, you apply for jobs, everybody want to piss test you nowadays. All that is distractions. I'm going to tell you how you know if people are for you. If you're telling your buddy that you got big plans and dreams and they're doing things on the backhand that's distracting you or putting you in situations where you might harm yourself or harm somebody else that's not your friend that's an enemy most likely a demon that the devil doesn't sit the place next to you to bring you down remember this the devil is never concerned about where you're at in life he's only concerned about where you're going So, you know, if you have big plans in your head, things you want to do, you're trying to get in touch with God on a a deeper spiritual level, you can't do that if everybody around you, they're not worshiping God. They're more concerned about who they can hit off. Want to be the man. Uh, You're a grown man talking about, I want to be the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. You're nothing. You're a child of God. And if you don't get yourself right, you're not going to be that either. You're going to be somebody sitting in hell fire for eternity. You can't get into the kingdom of heaven by because your mother goes to church all the time and pray. It don't work like that. Open the Bible up. Open the Quran up. I don't care if your father's an imam. Open the open the Quran up. You're responsible for your own spirit, but you need to detach yourself from individuals that's blocking you. People, I know, I know it hurts because you know we want to go out. We, we think that's our homeboy, our homegirl. Next, you know they're saying things out of their mouth to somebody else, trying to get you revved up. Before you know, it, you done punched somebody in the mouth, and now you got a charge. Or the person that's provoking you don't even know how dangerous you might be. Don't even have a clue. Don't even know you could put them down real fast and end up seriously hurting somebody. And now you got a charge. My mom always used to tell me there's nothing out there in them streets late at night but the devil himself. 
I'm going to tell you something. America. It's a place called Five Points. Daytime, family, kids, nice running water, gorgeous place. Businesses are open. You can buy music, CDs, thrift shop, clothing, slice of pizza. Gorgeous place. Gorgeous, gorgeous place. Good place to come out. Go into the hippie shop, the roster shop. Gorgeous place. Very artsy creative. Once it hit about 8 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night, the ratchets come out. All of the worst element of society comes outside. Drug dealers, gang members, massive homosexuality. And don't think I don't know if that some of you dudes are blurring that line down there in Five Point. I'm starting to question you, dude, my dude. Because you don't, you don't take a stand on issues. You always try to play the middle of the road. That make me think you might be getting pegged now, homie. You talk a tough game about them ladies, but I think you might be getting pegged on the low. I'm just saying. But I'm telling you the element that comes out. Once, it, once that sunset, all the families are gone. All the nice businesses shut down. The bars open up. And, and ain't nothing but wickedness running around the street. All the homeless coming out asking you for change. And every now and then you read about somebody getting shot down there. I'm not just targeting them because there's five points all across of America. They're in New York. They're in Atlanta. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, when you know God is starting to work on you and, and you know that your mind is, you know, it's time for you to renew your spirit and your mind. Because you, the things that you used to do for fun, you no longer have fun at doing them. If you're smoking, you, like, you start looking around like, oh, I don't really want to get high today. If you're drinking, oh, I don't really want to drink. Your boy tried to lure you out to the nightclub. When you get there, you're not having fun. You're just standing against the wall. That's because God is talking to you. He's warning you. Listen to him. I don't care if it's Yahweh. I don't care if it's uh, Jesus. I don't care if it's uh, Muhammad, Prophet Joel, whatever. Listen to that spirit. He's giving you a warning before you get yourself in a situation you can't get yourself out of. Whether it's a bad car wreck, getting arrested, or worse, shot, stabbed, beat up. He's telling you, you don't need to be here. Move, my child. You don't need to be here. This is not where I want you at. But I, I don't want to sit in my house on weekends. Sometimes you might need a city house. You might need to clean your house up. Throw out some old clothes. Change some furniture around. Clean up some furniture. Watch a good movie. Get in your book. Pray. Pray. When you start renewing your mind, God will remove those tainted individuals out your life and place you around other godly people, other like-minded people. There's a scripture in the Bible that says the unrighteous cannot be around the righteous. I don't know about y'all, but I'm very cautious about who I put around me. And I do practice the spirit of detachment. If I feel like you no longer elevate me or you are, uh, you're bringing down my elevation. I'm going to cut you off. I'm not, I don't hate you. 
It's just that we're moving in two different spiritual worlds. You're you're of the world. You represent the problems of the world. On so many levels. I don't want to be a person of the world. And I'm just talking about me right now. I don't want to be of the world. I don't want to be amongst the world. The things, being in places where I disagree with certain behaviors. And I'm surrounded by individuals that are like that. Why? Why would I place myself in that situation? It's going to end bad. So I'm telling you, America, practice the spirit of detachment. You have to start off slow. Everybody got those individuals that's around them that's really no good. And you always think that somebody, some random person on the street hating on you, it'll be the closest people to you that is hating on you. If you got a friend that's always talking out of his neck about other people, you better believe he's talking smack about you when you're not around. It's just that he's a coward and he can't say it in your face. And know that person's not worth you smacking them in their guns because they're a coward. All they're going to do if you smack them, they're going to call the cops anyway. And now you got a charge. They're not fighting back. Some of you guys hang around dudes that got, got ways like the girls they hang out with. They act feminine like the girls they hang out with. Most of these guys work on jobs all day around women, and then they come, then they come out in the street and gossip and talk like a darn woman. Got feminine ways about them. That's because they're not spiritually balanced. Their feminine side is dominating their masculine side. I ain't got time for those individuals around me. I'm not talking about somebody that's gay. I'm talking about straight men that's out here around women so much that they adopt feminine characteristic traits and how they conduct themselves and interact. I have no time for that. It's time to renew our mind. Meditation, prayer, eating healthy, stop running the streets as the old folks say. It's so dangerous out here. You have no business outside at 12 a.m. or 1 o'clock in the morning. Unless you're getting off from work. There's nothing in that club. 50 Cent once told Lord Banks, he's like, the only time, the only person that should be in a club when the lights come on is the janitor that's getting ready to clean up the floors. He said, you need to be out that club before them lights come on because you risk getting robbed, shot, or killed. It's time to renew our minds. It's time to better our our, uh, bodies. Sign up for the gym. Start off two days a week. They got personal trainers there. Put the alcohol down. Put the weed down. Put the women down. Put the clubbing down. Focus on your goals. Learn a new skill. Set some goals. Stop waking up every day just going through life. Set some goals. And if you achieve the goals you already got, set some new goals. There's two selves, the higher self and the lower self. Higher self, righteousness, spirituality, consciousness. Lower self, lewd, behavior, arrogance, jealousy, envy, anger. That's the lower self. And once you finish studying yourself, and you don't complete everything you think you learned about yourself, go back and study yourself some more. Better yourself. 
it's important that we renew our mind because if you're walking around toxic and I'm walking around toxic and the person across the street is toxic, now we have a society full of toxic individuals. But we have to take care of ourselves first. Heal ourselves. Learn to love yourself. Learn to love all yourself. Ladies, look in that mirror at yourself butt naked. And I'm not saying that to be perverted, but look at yourself naked from head to toe. If you got some stretch marks, who cares? Love every inch of yourself. Your hair is short, take the wig off, look at your hair in the mirror. Love yourself. Take them fake eyelashes off. Love yourself. Fellas, pluck them earrings out your ears. It's not about having the latest sneakers on your feet all the time. Or being where the girls are at all the time. Learn to love yourself as a man. They see, when you when you chasing a woman around all the time, that means you feel incomplete and you need that woman to complete you. And that's never going to happen because all it's going to do is cause problems because you need her to complete you because you feel incomplete as a man. I think that says something about your manhood that you have to find different women to sleep with all the time. That tells me you never reach your manhood. See, uh, sleeping with massive women don't make you a man. It just makes you a hoe. That's what it makes you a hoe, a spiritually lost hoe. I want no part of that. I know that great things await me. But in order for me to get there, just like you, America, I need to work on myself. I'm a work in progress. And I'm going to take this summer. I myself am going to take this summer to better myself. Spiritually, mentally, and physically. And economically, too. Got to add that in there. But it's not all about that, but economically, too. But uh, I'm going to better myself. And I'm going to tell you, America, how I'm going to do that. You won't see me at the hole-in-the-wall spots in Five Point. You won't see me in the Vista. I'm going to focus on my spiritual self. Get my good holy book. Study it. Read it. Take time to love myself. Look at my faults. And most importantly, forgive myself. I ask you to do the same thing, America. You need to forgive yourself. In order to go to the next level in your life, forgive yourself. We're not perfect. No one's not perfect. But it doesn't hurt to strive to better ourselves. See, the problem is when we just get stuck in the same place and we don't evolve. We actually go backwards. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. Embrace yourself. When you do that, everything around you will fall in place. Your job, your family, your kids, you. So let's renew our minds, our spirit. Let's improve our life situations. Also, when you stay out of them clubs, you save more money. When you're not out there buying liquor or getting high, you're saving money. I love you, America. I love myself and I want the best for you. I want to see us all succeed, achieve our greatest goals, not be stagnated because we fear the unknown so we don't evolve to the next level. I'm your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street podcast. 
Thank you for tuning into my show. You can find me on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Republic, uh, Breaker Podcast. You can also find me on uh, Facebook under Red Baron. And you can find me on Twitter on Boots on the Street Podcast. You can email me at boots.onthestreets at gmail.com. I'm the host of Red Baron once again. This is Boots on the Street Podcast. Good night, America. Hello, America. This here is your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street Podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. Well, I know y'all haven't heard from me eh, in a few days. I've just been a little busy running errands, taking care of some business and trying to make some plans for the near future down the line but i have been paying attention to what's been going on in the media you know the red baron keeps his ears to the streets and i keep my ears glued to the news channels and man there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on but uh tonight i want to talk a little bit about the uh debates that occurred with the democrat party And mainly, particularly, I want to talk about Kamala Harris. Hope I'm saying her name right. Really don't care, but just hope I'm saying her name right. You know, Kamala Harris, uh, she's running for the prosecutor. She's running for the Democrat uh, candidate, running for the presidency. I'm not feeling her. And I'm going to go into why I'm not feeling her. And I know y'all heard me talk about her in the past, but this woman is a chameleon. And we need to be very aware of what type of individual we're dealing with. Like I said, for starters, just to go into it, the Truancy Act. How she locked up those single black moms in California. We can't vote for somebody that's locking up single black moms because their kids cut school. She locked up a lot of black males in California. But, but... Before we get into that, America, let's talk about the type of individual, the scam she's running, the type of individual she is. Now, look, Kamala has background is her mother is Indian from India. And I forgot the sect she belonged to, but it's the most elite sect in India. Um, If you don't know anything about India, India has a class system. And the lighter that you are, the more privileged and the more higher class and elite you are in society in India. And the darker you are, well, you know how that goes. You know how it goes in America. If you light, you're all right. If you're black, get back. But it's even worse in India. And you're stuck in those class systems. You can never get out of them. Her father is an elite, wealthy Jamaican from Jamaica. I'm not saying, and I want to be clear when I say this, I'm not saying that she's not black. I'm not judging her blackness. That's not what this conversation is about. I'm not that type of individual where you try to judge how black someone is. That's not what I'm saying. Kamala Harris is not an American descendant of slave. She's not uh, African-American. And in America, we awfully paint all black people with the same brush. Whether they're from Jamaica, Haiti, Africa, where, oh, you're all black people, you're all African-American. No, no, no. Or you're all black. 
We might be all black, but that don't mean we have the same lineage. And it also doesn't mean that we share the same history in America here. Just to give you a crash course history rundown, black Americans descended of slaves in the United States have a very unique history with America. You know, we dealt with slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, civil rights movement, and a lot of black Americans fought on the front line to change policies in America that would benefit everybody of melanated skin complexion or what you would call black. So when they came here, things were a lot easier for Jamaicans, Haitians, uh, Africans, and so forth because you had black Americans that was being targeted by the Klan, white America with these corrupt policies and laws that hindered blacks from being full American citizens. Black Americans put themselves on the front line in this country. They suffered a lot, more than anybody that came here from another country or an island. The problem I have with Ms. Harris is she's trying to cover herself in a American descendant of slave experience. And that's an insult to someone like myself. You know, I heard stories from my mother growing up, how she had to pick cotton. Yes, my grandparents owned almost 200 acres of land and they had their own farming company. But nonetheless, my dad and my mom had to get up in Statesboro, Georgia and pick cotton. They had to walk miles on dirt roads to get to school. My grandparents, they, they worked in fields their whole lives. Their whole lives. Yes, my great-grandfather ran his own turpentine company in Georgia and in South Carolina until the white people ran him out of South Carolina because he was having sex with the same mulatto woman in the 1800s. And he fled to Statesboro, Georgia and married my great-grandmother, which is a Lumbee Indian, and they had my grandfather. My great-grandfather is originally from the Caribbean Islands himself, too. Well, a lot of blacks were at this time. But I digress. The problem is Kamala Harris is trying to paint a picture of a down-home sister to black America and mainstream America. Her mother was a professor during the civil rights movement. I forgot what her father was doing for a living, but he was pretty well off. I say he's a wealthy Jamaican. But her experience is not the same as an American descendant of slave experience. My mom was the first black to desegregate and integrate to integrate a school that was not integrated at all in Statesboro, Georgia. And my mother went up there with like four other blacks to integrate the school. She told me how that way that that day went. They uh set one of her friends' hair on fire on the school bus, the white people. They put dead crows in a locker and threatened them. Kamala Harris talks like she was the one to integrate a school when the school that she went to was already integrated. Her mother was a professor at the time. My mom wasn't a professor. Yes, my mother went on to get college education and became a psychiatric nurse and so forth, but she had to leave the South because my mother didn't have voting rights in the 50s and 60s. Neither did my father. They didn't have voting rights. They would battle with Jim Crow in the South. I heard stories about my grandmother working and cleaning houses for white women and being degraded. I heard those stories on my father's side. 
So this woman here tried to paint an image like she had the same experience as black American descendant of slaves in the United States here. That's my problem with her. I need for her to be more authentic in her approach and stop trying to steal other people's history to get the votes. And not only that, you're trying to steal other people's history and you still said out loud, openly, you don't have a black agenda and you're not doing anything specifically for black people in America, particularly descendants of slaves. Now, if you don't have a black agenda and you're not going to do anything for us, then why should you get our votes, Ms. Harris? You're trying to steal someone else's story and make it your story to paint yourself as a down-home sister. You went to Howard University, you pledged AKA, organizations and institutions that were created by black American descendants of slaves. Just so you could benefit down the line and use those institutions and those prestigious organizations to say, hey, I'm black just like you. No, you're not. Your mother's from India. Your mother, family, would not marry anyone in my family because of a caste system. Your mother was a professor. Your mother had experiences and privileges that the majority of black American descendants of slaves do not have and did not have in the past. I need for you to be more authentic and stop trying to culture jack black American descendants of slave culture. It's disrespectful. And it shows me something about your character. You talk about how you rode on this bus and this and that. Look, your mother was a professor at a college. I guarantee you at some point they drove you to school. I listened to my dad tell before he passed how they had to walk to school on dirt roads in the rain at five in the morning. And that's just the beginning. You know, that's just the beginning of my problem with Ms. Kamala Harris. And and I say she's a chameleon because she, you know, she's pretty good. You know, she's a prosecutor. She's pretty good at what she does. She's very articulate. She knows how to turn situations around. Look how she did Joe, Joe Budden. She, de she destroyed Joe Budden. But not necessarily in a good way, but she, she just destroyed him with her craftiness. And that shows how wicked she could be at the tongue. Black America, don't fall for this lady. Do not be wooed in by... Uh, Fat-ass Roland Martin, which I can't stand. I, You know, Roland Martin, you're a coward. And I'm going to say that right now. You know, you're a coward. I don't really give a damn about your Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity too much either. You know, I'm Greek myself. But you're a coward, bro. You're a coward because I watch you run up on black women, commentators, Yvette Carnell, and other people all the time. You run down on them and try to bully these women and stuff. Bro. I'm the Red Baron. I'm the Red Baron. Columbia, South Carolina. You got a problem? Come holler at me, man. I represent the Eidos movement. You got a problem? They're not bots. We're real people. We're real concerns and want tangibles for 2020. So all this stuff that you try to bash people and flip the script around and talk about that Kamala Harris, that uh, we're trying to judge her based on her blackness, that's not what we're doing. She's being judged on because she's not Eidos. Now, does that matter? No. But the problem is that she tried to steal our legacy, our story, our parents, our aunts and uncles and mothers and parents' story and make it her story. When it's, That's not the narrative. That's not the narrative. Be original. I mean, for 2020, I want for somebody to do something specifically for black Americans. Why is it when black Americans stand up for themselves and say, hey, we want something specifically for us, it's a problem. But everybody else 
during presidency time, they ask for specifics for their community. The Jews do it. The Asians do it. The Arabs and Muslims do it. And the damn gays, sure, they damn sure do it. But soon black Americans descendants of slaves say, hey, we want tangibles and something specific for us. Everybody and their mama come down on us. Everybody and their mother come down on us. Why is that? We're supposed to be the Save the Negro Club, save everybody that's black, but then everybody cut in line and cut in front of us. You, Kamala Harris is not for the black community. What did she say? Who says she's going to work on? I think the gay community, the, her first issue is she get in office, and DACA, which is illegal immigrants. So she's going to work on those two issues first. Nothing about black Americans and the horrors and the tragedies that black Americans experience on a daily uh, experience here in America. She, look, she might want to run for the Republican Party. She don't even mention our struggles and causes. And I had a problem with her when she gave the speech, her commencement speech uh, in February during Black History Month when she talked about my aunt told me never beg for anything, get out there and work hard for it. Well, what'd that mean? Black Americans in America have been working hard their whole damn life. They opened up the gates for her mother and her uh, Jamaican father to come to this country. See, I don't like that. I pay attention to little plays on words like that, America, not to beg for anything. That's what they say about black America when they say we want reparations or we want better treatment by law enforcement or better schools. You're begging. But the gays and lesbians want a damn flag down there at the embassy flying. They want a damn rainbow flag out there flying. The Jews ask for stuff. They're not begging. But when we want something, we're begging. So, Ms. Kamala Harris, stop jacking our uh, family members' legacy. You don't fit the mold and, the, and your uh, life don't fit the storyline of someone that was struggling. I don't buy it. You spent summers in Canada. I've never been to Canada, and I'm originally from New York. You know, you've got to travel all over the place. That's not the same storyline as black American descendants of slaves. Yes, I know there's some blacks that was privileged, third generation to go to college and their family stuff. I understand all that, but guess what? Those black Americans know what it's like to be called a nigger. Those black American family members know, like, even though they might have been educated, they still couldn't go in certain facilities through the front door. They still couldn't eat in a the restaurant. They couldn't ride in front of the bus. Come on, Harris, that's not your legacy. I'm sorry, darling. It's just not your legacy. And Roland Martin, sit your behind down. Sit your behind down. You're not for the black community either. You just caping for the Democrat Party overall. I mean, I watch you take up for the NAACP and, and 98% of blacks that they heads on right, we know that the NAACP is not for us. Look, black America, we're being attacked on all sides. We got foreigner people coming here and trying to relate, that, try to say that they're like us, but they're not like us. And But I'm like, if you're like us, then why don't you have an agenda specifically for us? And then they say, I'm not doing nothing specifically for black America. If I do something for all of America, it'll benefit black Americans. Kamala Harris. Roland Martin trying to make it look like the Eidos movement is targeting her blackness. That is not true. What we're saying is she culture, she's culture vulture. She's jacket. It's just like a white person wearing dreadlocks. That's what she's doing. That's not her legacy. Be authentic. If you was privileged and your mother was a professor and 
and they're from India, share that story. Let people find inspiration in your journey that you went through. But don't try to steal people like my mother or my aunts or my grandmother's journey. That's disrespectful. But Ms. Kamala Harris, you have a month or two to come up with a black agenda. If not, sit your behind down. Because you're not getting my vote. And you're not going to get a lot of black people. Because every, where I work at, I make sure I talk to all young black people about the different candidates. Right now, I'm not riding with you. I think you're fraudulent. And if you get an office, you'll lock every damn black man up in America you can find. You have no relation to the community. Not because your husband's white. I'm not discriminating against that. It's just the decisions and the things you partake in shows that you're distant from the black community. You're just as much as disconnected as Joe Budden. The only difference is you're more articulate and Joe Budden sounds like someone drunk uncle. Uh, 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 my time is up. Mr. Joe Budden, you're full of shit too. Don't worry, there's a show coming on you real soon too. So where do we go from here? Everybody's, oh, who we gonna vote for? Bernie? Joe Budden? No, no, and no. Nope. I'm gonna cut a show on who we're gonna vote for. And if that don't work, then you're not getting my vote. Because... Yeah, I give Trump credit. He fixed the economy. He did some amazing things for America. I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. He did some great stuff for America. But on the social structure, he damaged a lot of stuff in America. How people interact and how, you know, it's just, we just live in a jacked up time in this country. For 2020, I might not be voting at all. Everybody can kiss my damn black ass for 2020. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at for 2020. Because Kamala Harris not getting my vote. Cory Brooker, you're corny as hell. You're corny, bro. You look like something from a Get Out movie. Or Burger World. You're corny. You're weak, man. You're just weak. We don't need that. And we don't, as a black community, we don't need to hire, any, we don't need to elect anyone else as president that's of color that don't have a black agenda, but yet trying to cover themselves in our black American culture. Like Obama, coming up, high-fiving people, dapping people with all this hip dap, dapping Jay-Z and everybody and stuff, uh, singing Al Green song, you know, covering himself in black American culture, but his father's from Kenya. His mother's white. Obama did not have a black agenda. He didn't do jack duty for black American people. I don't care if you get set upset with me, black American, but the facts is the facts. He did nothing. He did more for gays and Muslims than he did for black America. More gays advanced under Obama than they did anywhere else. And it made me question the fact, do Michelle Obama really have a Captain Winky tucked away in her pants? I don't know. Do Obama like it be on his shoulder so it can remind him about it later when he get home? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying he had no black agenda. And we already been through that. And Kamala Harris is going to do the same thing. She's openly telling us. At least Obama tried to cover it up. But Kamala Harris is saying straight out the gate, like, look, I ain't got no black agenda. I'm not doing nothing for you black folk. So why would y'all vote for her? And then you vote these people in. Then you be crying, nobody does nothing for us. Look, look, it's a new generation. I done said it in other podcast shows. This is a young person world. You old civil rights Negroes, Go to sleep. We'll wake you up when the revolution is over with. 
Go take your pills and put your little footsies on and lay down and go to sleep. Because this new generation is not taking any crap from anybody. We refuse to be hoodwinked. We're not going to put up with bullshit like Hillary Clinton talking about, oh, I carry hot sauce and I'm going to go to church and sing spiritual Negro and talk in a broken, ebonic, Negro way. No, we're not putting up with that rhetoric. We don't get tangibles. You don't get no damn vote. It's that simple. I don't give a damn if the whole Democrat Party falls apart and get jacked up. And I'm just not targeting Democrat Party. But the reason why I'm busting your ball Democrat Party like it's a damn piñata is because you're the one that come into the black community during election time. But we don't see you no other time throughout the year when all these black males is getting shot in the street. You're the one that say you are for us. You're the one that say you're for the black community. But yet you have candidates that don't want to do anything for us. Their top priority is DACA, illegal immigration. Making these illegal immigrants full citizens with benefits. Benefits that black Americans don't have. So, of course, that's why I bust your ball. Because if you said, no, I'm for everybody, but no, you target black people, and then at the same time, you think we're stupid and you don't want to do anything for us. The day of the Geechee is over. The day of the Geechee is over over we're here now and we're not going anywhere so you have a choice step up to the plate or get rolled on democrat party because right now you guys looking pretty damn pitiful up there bernie sanders look like uh what's the one the brain from peaky in the brain joe Budden look like he's haggard like he's hung over he like type of dude to get drunk and piss on the uh christmas tree at the family gathering or hump it. One of the two. He might even do both. I don't know. But Miss Kamala Harris, we're hip to your game. You hurt a lot of black people in order for yourself to move up career-wise. And you're very egotistical because you talk a lot about yourself. I don't give a damn about you. Talk about the issues that matter. And don't think we don't know that you allegedly slept your way to the top. Allegedly. A little bit of bump and grind, a little R. Kelly, huh? Getting these uh, old white senators and politicians and turning them out with that um, eastern nookie that you got between your legs. I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. So where do we go from here? Are we playing identity politics now? Is that the game we're playing? Let's, let's hold... Before we completely turn our back on her, how about we hold Ms. Kamala Harris to the fire? How about we write to her campaign and her party and say, hey, look, it's this simple. You come up for black American with an agenda to help advance us as a people, or you don't get our votes. You might well shut up at the next debate and step down. You and Creepy Joe Buddy, Mr. Creepy Joe, Creepy Joe. Joe like to sniff women next, you little creepy bastard. But anyway, I digress. So, I'm going to keep an eye on her. And I advise the rest of you black America to keep an eye on her. And don't let people tell you, well, you shouldn't be asking for stuff. It's about everybody because everybody is asking for stuff. Don't be a coward. Don't be weak. You better believe the gays, the midgets, humpbacks, Mexicans, uh, Jews, everybody's asking for something. It's time for us to ask for the specifics for ourselves. All brown-skinned people are not African-American. All brown-skinned people, yes, they may be black, but we're not the same. We don't share the same lineage. 
And we have to stop thinking like that. And as black Americans, you should not think like that because that's the way white people think. Because they think everybody of color is from the same damn place. We should know better. You're not the same as a Haitian. You're not the same as a Trinidadian or a Jamaican or a Dominican or a Puerto Rican. Yes, we are all melanated people, but we stem from different places, different culture, and we have different racial experiences within our countries. And I tell people all the time for the Caribbean, don't talk about black Americans as being cruel towards you. No, 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 no. What you need to do is get off your behind and go after the people that colonize your island and oppress you guys. Ask them for reparations and benefits. Haiti, I'm damn sure telling y'all, y'all need to go after the French and the United States. Both of them had their hands in a cookie jar. If y'all get reparations from them, that would, oh man, it'll turn the whole island around. Well, I'm not going to go any further. I'm your host, the Red Bear and the Boots on the Street podcast. Uh, stay tuned. I have more shows coming. I know I've been gone for like about four or five days. But, uh, you know, sometimes you take care of your business. And in that time, it gives me an opportunity to check out what's going on in the world and to create more shows. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Republic Radio. I, I definitely said iTunes, right? I said iTunes. I'm out there. If you're on a podcast show, put my name in. My show will pop up. Hit like, hit subscribe. I'm here for you just to enlighten you and discuss topics from a different angle. Because oftentimes we think in linear fashion, like one, two, three, or ABC, and we don't see the bigger picture. And I, I'm here as the Red Baron to show you the bigger picture, the hustle, the scam. We have to be better than that. We can't be weak. Some of you missed the memo. Slavery is over with. That's right. You're free. You can walk out in your front yard. Go for a drive on Sunday. You are free. Exercise it. So once again, this is your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street podcast. Thank you for tuning in and good night, America. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.